going on, beautiful people? The Black Hokage here, aka TBH. And to be honest, I'd like to welcome you guys back to my show, Hokage Thoughts, the show where ain't no hoes, but we do think out loud here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you choose to listen to this show on. Today, in which I'm recording, is May 22nd, 2021. And uh, what's new with me? Um, let's see, man. Since the last podcast, about like a week and a half ago, I got my second COVID. COVID, that's not even a fucking virus. I got, I can't talk. The second covid shot why the fuck did i say covine sounds like kurt cobain or some shit i don't know r.i.p kurt cobain uh yeah i got my second covid vaccine shot i ain't gonna hold y'all i was a little worried i put a message up on instagram too because uh for those of you unaware who haven't gotten the covid vaccine um the first one isn't the one that really trips people out it's the second one it's supposed to be like a stronger dose your second dosage so that's the one that a lot of people come down with the side effects of, of like uh, a fever or cold or chill or whatever usually it only lasts like a day or two and then people are fine because your immune system is like your immune system is like building up and stuff but i got the second shot i was super nervous i put the message on instagram just letting y'all know if i disappear for the week i was ready to take the week off i was like yo if you don't see me for a week just know that my body got shut down by the vaccine but guess what my body didn't get shut down by the vaccine now i didn't get not a goddamn side effect i did take two days off where i watched like all the batman movies available on hbo max uh and i watched a whole bunch of other stuff uh, so i took two days off just to be safe but i ended up not getting sick at all i was just laying on the couch watching tv or whatever and it was nice to just you know shut down from social media and just kind of relax or whatever so i got the second covid shot and uh, i didn't get any side effects i didn't get sick so don't let nobody out there tell you that oh you're guaranteed to get side and no there's guaranteed there's no guarantee it affects everybody differently i didn't get it i know d man he's a youtuber he said he didn't get no side effects or whatever i think the most exciting thing about it all is like when I didn't get those side effects, like people be like, think I'm joking when I say that my body's different. The COVID vaccine confirmed that my body's different because I, I ain't, clearly I have superior genetics, okay? And I can't help but wonder too, uh, do the side effects affect you differently based off your current health situation? Like if this was like a year ago when I was still a fat ass, would I have gotten sick from it because my immune system? Because for those of you unaware, right? I, I talked a little bit about this on stream the other day. For those of you unaware, there are so many benefits to being in health uh, and good in good health. It's not just like looking good. Like if if you listen to blue hair Twitter, basically the internet, social media, they'll make it seem like you know being in shape is all just about how you look. No, it's also about your health. Nobody wants high blood pressure. Nobody wants their fucking kidneys to fail. Nobody wants fucking diabetes and all this other high ass cholesterol and shit. Um, so it, it's it's also about your internals uh but one of the best side effects about being in shape is it boosts your immune system you're less likely i'm not saying you won't get sick but you're less likely to get sick if you're in good health because your immune system is stronger when you take care of yourself when you eat right and you exercise and because i've been on my bullshit for like the last i don't know six months or however long it is um my health has improved i can't help but wonder that's the reason the vaccine didn't really affect me i don't know just a theory a game theory <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for those of you out there who's getting a second COVID shot, go into it with good faith. You know what I'm saying? When I got the shot, which by the way, the, the nurse who gave me the shot, she was fine. Uh, but anyway, you know, it, it was in a program. I couldn't holler at it. I couldn't holler at it. Uh, <laughs> when she was like, she asked me, were there any side effects from the first shot? I said, nah, it's just my arm was a little numb for like the first day. And that, that wasn't the side effect of the actual vaccine. That was, It felt like I got a shot, basically, uh, like any other shot. Uh, she's like, oh, you didn't have no side effects. And she's like, you should be fine on the second shot. So if you didn't have no side effects from the first one, there's a chance you won't have any from the second one. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. That's what the fucking nurse told me. I didn't get any because I'm a fucking gangster. My body's different. Anyways, be sure to rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts. I didn't even get through the goddamn intro. 
Be sure to rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts so we can move up the algorithm, which in turn brings in new listeners. And if you want to financially support the show, please consider sending a donation to the Cash App. My Cash App is dollar sign, the Black Hokage 08. It's right there if you're watching the video version. I'm pointing to it on the screen. Uh, or if you're watching the video version, just tap the link in the description box. Well, there's not a link, but there's how you spell it to my PayPal as well as my Cash App or whatever. Dollar sign the Black Okage away. Um, all right. Got a little bit of game and stuff I want to talk about. Nothing too crazy. Then I took some questions from you guys. So be sure to follow me on social media on Twitter at Mr. Underscore. I keep it real. Um, but a, a few quick stories because you know that's how I, I kick it up. God damn, it sound like this sound like the Gok Gok 9000 podcast. <laughs> it's not the Gok Gok 9000 podcast. I swear to God, I can't talk. Um, you know, I like to start off with a few quick stories. Um, since the last show, uh, first and foremost, I wanted to say R.I.P. Paul Mooney. Uh, for those of you unaware, comedian legend, comedic legend, R. Paul Mooney, he passed away the other day. Um, if I had to create like a top five of my favorite comedian, because I, for those of you unaware, I love stand up comedy. I think it shows in my personality. I study the greats. Because uh, if you want to be great, you got to study the grace, uh, quit complaining, start learning. Um, and if I had to create a top five, uh, Paul Mooney would come in at a second number two is my favorite. Uh, like I, I seen a lot of I, I seen a lot of R.I.P. Paul Mooney's on the timeline, but I couldn't help but wonder like how many people actually knew who he was or watching. I mean, so most of you probably know if you don't know who he is, most of you probably know him as Negro Domus from um, the Chappelle Show. But like his standups were fucking hilarious. He first came into the game because he he, he used to write jokes for um, Richard Pryor. Um, and then he kind of regained some fame from the Chappelle show as Negro Domus. But like, if you've never seen, I personally love Paul Mooney. I, I think I was introduced to through Paul Mooney from the Chappelle show with Negro Domus. But then, you know, I, I, I'm the type of person I get curious, right? Uh, I started looking into him more and I started watching his standup routines. And like, just, if you never watched his standup before, um, do me a favor after this podcast, go on YouTube and search up Paul Mooney um, stand up comedy and like just watch some of his stand up comedy routines. One of the funniest motherfuckers he creates. He he. if you like my sense of humor, you probably will like his because his and his is like a better version of me because I, I don't want you thinking I'm comparing myself. To, he's far funnier than me. Um, he's got like that sarcastic kind of asshole sense of uh, humor. But then also he's, he talks about a lot of real shit in terms of society and how things work. He, he, he provides a lot of introspective ideas to uh, he gives you the sugar and the medicine, basically. And that's why I always liked him. Dave Chappelle will always be num my number one. Um, but Paul Mooney comes in second for me and it's like a strong second. Like, it's like, Ooh, like it's one of those things. Like if you put Paul Mooney as your favorite comedian, I would not be mad at you over like Dave Chappelle. It's just, that's my personal preference. So I just wanted to say RIP, you gotta show, you gotta show people, show people love that you appreciate RIP Paul Mooney. If you never watched any of his standups, please go on YouTube. And, and if you have nothing to watch and watch a Paul Mooney standup, that shit will have you fucking dying. Uh, PA, PA. U L M O O N E Y. I think that's how you spell his name, Paul Mooney. Anyways, um, this is the last podcast. We also, uh, I was about to say we. No, J Cole dropped another album. Um, I love when like I love when like moments in pop culture like this happens because whenever I'm live streaming that entire week. And probably after this podcast drops, you motherfuckers are going to come in my Twitch chat at twitch.tv slash the Black Okage just to annoy me. But the entire week, a pop culture moment happens. People just come in my chat and ask me, did you see that? Did you hear that? And, and they like, I have my I don't know what it's not that I get annoyed that they ask me. Sometimes I just begin annoyed that like people are not most people are not capable of thinking outside of themselves. The older I get, the more I start to realize that most people can only view the world through their lens. Right. And what I mean is across all my social media platforms, meaning YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, 
uh, Twitch, blah, 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 you know, all my social media platforms. Um, I have over a million followers. Uh, I, it's on my pitch deck, all that. This is how you pitch yourself, okay? You got to combine stuff like that. Anyways, I have over a million followers across all my social media platforms, right? Um, and not all the platforms have the same audience. Obviously, sometimes it intertwines, but like, especially TikTok, for those of you unaware, 70% of TikTok's audience is not available on any other platform. Like, most people who watch TikTok do not watch YouTube. So it's, sometimes platforms do not intertwine. Um, but that being said, it's like, if you follow me, it's like you, you should already know that I'm gonna listen to the fucking J Cole or no no what's about um people not being able to see outside themselves so people come in my chat and it's like every day at, at this point right now I would say I would average between like 500 and a thousand viewers concurrent viewers on Twitch uh for hours at a time right and with thousands and then when when and that's just concurrent viewers if you actually go into your statistics and you study your your Twitch analytics your concurrent viewers so for me every 20 minutes. The average watch time is 20 minutes for a viewer, right? So, like, let's say I'm averaging 500 viewers, right? Every 20 minutes, somebody new comes in and somebody else leaves, right? So, if you actually go into your analytics, you might have been averaging X number of concurrent viewers. But if you look at your total viewers, it's completely different. So, on average, uh, I average 10,000 concurrent viewers by the end of a stream, right? Um, with all the people coming in and out. Because people have things to do. They can't sit there throughout the entire stream. Uh, with 10,000 people watching me every night on average, you would think that people would stop to think before they type something in the chat. Huh. J. Cole, one of the biggest rappers of all fucking time, uh, in the last 10 years at least, just came out with an album. Has anybody out of the hundreds of thousands of people this week that have watched him asked him, what does he think about the J. Cole album? But nope, most people don't think that. I'm not mad about it like the first day, but then it'd be like three, four, five, six days after. I'm like, Jesus Christ, did you hear the new J. Cole? Did you? Yes, I heard the new J. Cole. And I'm going to talk about And honestly, I'm only talking about it on this podcast because I know people are going to say, if I don't, people in the comments on YouTube, did you hear the new J. Cole? That's probably going to be the fucking... Uh, probably gonna be the fucking meme in the comments right now you're gonna spam that shit up bro did you did you listen to it bro like did you really listen to it did i like the album yeah it was cool i don't really be going in depth like whenever i talk about music on this podcast i don't really be going in depth with that shit because like i don't really feel like i'm i don't want to say i'm not musically intelligent like i can't articulate how i feel like i like what i like the album's cool uh there's several tracks on there that i put on the playlist i like it listen to it it's dope but i don't really have like some hot take i don't really go into like the intricacies of music like oh at three minutes and 24 seconds of this track uh the beat was a little bit oh nah, this shit is cool i like it um so definitely listen to it it's called off season is the name of the album it's got several the productions on it is is is, is his, his his production is much better on this one uh and he's spitting he got some bars on there so definitely listen to that joint um and then i also like uh normally i don't listen to people like this but i saw the music video on youtube it was suggested to me that new 42 doug with, with um 42 doug that's a doug funny that's, that's a weird what does that even mean 42 is like talking about jackie robinson nigga what the fuck are you talking about i don't know this nigga's like an ignorant jackie robinson um <laughs> uh 42 doug with future i don't know the name of the song what is the name of the song let me bring it up on my fucking i just put it on my playlist i just like it because that shit ignorant i honestly i don't even like 42 doug i just like futures part because I, I do like future when it comes to ignorant shit uh when he was talking about tell steve harvey i don't want it <laughs> i was like yes sir we don't want it i don't know the name of the song i'm too lazy to look it up i'm sure y'all correct me in the comments because y'all love to be right about something anyways that song was fire but um Oh, let's get into the stories. Quick bites, quick bites, quick bites. All right, so first uh, story I got for you guys is this one caught my attention. 
people are still not washing their ass. All right, so like maybe like a year ago, there was a story that came out about how people are not washing their legs. Uh, when I say people, you, you know what demographic I'm talking about. Melanin deficient. Uh, there's a certain demographic of people that are openly on the internet talking about how they don't wash their legs. Uh, they just wash three quarters of their body, apparently, because uh, they don't feel like they need their legs get dirty or something. It gets worse. This story came out on May 6th. It had the Internet on fire from The New York Times. Very credible. And they were talking about how people are taking fewer showers because of the pandemic. Um, Robin Harper, an administrative assistant at a preschool, blah, blah, blah. Uh, whatever. I'm not going to read all this. The gist of the article, because I read it already, is because the pandemic is going on and people are indoors, people feel like they don't need to shower. Um, because they don't have to worry about what they smell like or like look like in front of other people. They just need to like halfway decent from the top up when they're on the Zoom call and their Zoom meetings and shit like this. And this is so disappointing and disgusting because A, this is why COVID is a fucking issue in the first place, right? In order for in order for us to curve a virus, we need to be clean. Good hygiene, right? It's not hygiene is not newsflash. Hygiene is not just about how you look. It's about how you feel and also just being hygienic, okay? The quickest way to spread disease is to be dirty, to walk around. So basically, like, I don't know if y'all seen um, Charlie Brown. Like, basically, it's a lot of people walking around looking like Pigpen. You know, the dude, the little boy, little bald-headed bitch that uh, walk around fucking dust all over him and shit like that. It's a bunch of Pigpens walking around. This bitch talking about she's 43 years old on a damn article. Don't take no damn shower or nothing like that. You don't take a bath. You don't take no shower. Dog. It's no excuse for this shit, bro. There's times where I take like baths and I be laying in the bathtub and I be watching TikTok, bro. Like you, you can multi. Like I get there's other things to do. I get you may not be around people, but do it for yourself. Like you look good, you you, you feel good, right? That's a that's a real thing, and it's not even just about your weight, but just your hygiene as well. Like one of the quickest ways to sink into depression is just to lay in the bed. Not they, like they they say that's the one of the that's one of the ways to help yourself. Like I don't want to say get over depression, but help ease yourself out of it is don't lay in the bed like make sure you get up and make sure you're showering and you're eating please do the basics if you don't do that you're going to sink into a depression because then not only are you going to think about how maybe you lost your job during covid and you're kind of stuck in the house you don't have nothing to do but then on top of that you fucking stink like you're just going to make yourself sadder you're spreading disease amongst your house and stuff like that what if there are younger people older people in it? please take care of yourself man this is really disappointing to see that there are a lot of people out there that because of the pandemic they use that as an excuse not to shower i still take two showers a day at least once but on average i take two showers a day and the reason being is because in the morning i'm not a morning person it's hard for me to get out of bed so i usually just hop in the shower and let the hot water hit my ass like <laughs> I, I sound like the chick from coming to America that was trying to impress Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy at the beginning when he told her to wolf like a dog. Uh, anyways, yeah, I, so I like to let the hot water hit my ass to wake me up. You know, like that. it's just something about letting it sting your booty and shit. Like, it's whatever. It's whatever. And then, you know, you got to take one at night because at least after the workout, you know, you don't want to be stinking and shit laying in your bed. Let me find out. It's a lot of y'all. I'm not, if I ever come to your house, which is never, because I don't even know who I'm fucking talking to who's listening to this. But if I was to ever come to your house, I would never sit on your couch. I would never sit on your bed because y'all don't be showering. Y'all, that's nasty. You went for a workout. You went for a work. You went to work. Like you, and you just lie in the bed afterwards. This is why COVID is still a thing. And then y'all don't want to wear masks. You don't want to wash your hands. Some of y'all probably eating booty, eating pussy and shit. This shit is just gross, man. It's gross. And honestly, it should be illegal. But what can you do? None of my business. Make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure you wash your hands at bare minimum. You can't control what's around you, but you can't control what you do. 
Uh, next story that really caught my attention. This one came out the other day. Um, this one's probably going to piss off a lot of people. Oh, well. Uh, I used to be fat, so I can talk about this. You can't say I'm fat shaming. I used to be. As someone, I used to, most of my life I've been athletic. I've been in shape. Then I got fat for a few years, and then I'm back in shape. So, honestly, 85% of my life I've been in shape. But that's not the point. As somebody who's been fat, I'm allowed to say this. I know. As somebody who's been fat, who's been there and been back, I know that it is way better to be in shape. You look good. Your skin glow. You feel good. Shopping is fun. If you don't enjoy shopping... And when I say enjoy shopping, I mean going to the store and just picking out something and being able to fit it. It's probably because you're too damn big to enjoy it. Because it's not, I can tell you, somebody who went shopping, it's bigger. It's not fun looking for an XL, a double XL, and shit like that. But when you wear regular size clothes, a small, medium, and a large, or extra small, I don't know. Uh, when you wear regular people size clothes, it's fun to go shopping, okay? Um, but this story right here, airlines may start weighing people at the gate amid fears aircrafts have been overloaded by fat passengers. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. United, American Airlines, Southwest, I don't, I don't fly Frontier or Southwest, or especially, yeah, especially Frontier and Spirit, but all the major airlines, Alaska, fucking, it sounds like there's a chance that if you're fat, they're going to put you on a scale to see how much you weigh. Because at the end of the day, the plane does have a weight limit. You got to keep in mind, not only is it carrying hundreds of passengers, but then also carrying your bags as well as the pilots, as well as, you know, the flight attendants, as well as the food uh, and the supplies on the plane and shit. Um, they saying they about to put you on a scale. And if they say you weigh too much, you can't get on. You can't get on the plane. So it says passengers could be weighted before they get on jets because Americans are getting fatter. <laughs> I don't know why I read it. Americans are getting fatter, and the FFA, the FAA is concerned aircraft may be overloaded. Like I just said, airline carriers are tasked with calculating the weight and balance of their aircraft to ensure it's within allowable lim limits of the safety plane. So, like I said, airplanes have weight limits. Imagine being in the fucking airplane. You got and, and yeah. Imagine being on the airplane and that bitch just start crashing because it's like it's a beep 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 beep. It realizes too much fucking weight in the air, bro. That shit would be embarrassing too. Imagine, imagine this, right? You're the um, you're the last person to board the plane because you don't want to wait in line, and the bags are full up top. They're filled up top. All the seats are full except for yours, and you're like I don't know a 300 pound person, and you get there and they weigh you and they say sorry, sir. Sorry, ma'am, whatever you identify as, I don't know, an anime character. Um, you can't get on this plane because you're going to make the plane overweight. You pay good money for it. Like, imagine, this is what I'm saying, bro. Take care of yourself, please. Take care of yourself. And honestly, I think they might get away with this because at the end of the day, these are private companies. These are not government-owned companies. They can do whatever the fuck they... As, as a company, you have the right to serve whoever you want and don't want to. Um, for whatever reason, uh, the only way I can see this not working is if blue hair Twitter gets on social media and starts crying that they're fat shaming and shit like that. But I don't care. I'm gonna be honest. Um, even when I was at my biggest, I, I, I honestly, I hate being on planes and, and motherfuckers, uh, spilling over in my seat. I'm not gonna lie. Somehow I always end up in the middle seat whenever I'm on a plane for whatever reason. Like, I don't know. Shit's annoying. But it's and, and I have very regardless of whether I'm fat or like I'm skinny, like if you can see if you're watching the video version, I have very broad shoulders. I have a very muscular upper body. Um, 
So like I have to, whenever I'm in the middle seat, I always have to sit with my shoulders in and it's very uncomfortable, especially like two hours at a time. I can handle it for like an hour, but like two plus hours at a time, it's very uncomfortable. And it's made even worse when I got big Shirley and fat ass Paul sitting next to me, spilling in my fucking seat. And it annoys the living shit out of me because even when I was at my biggest, I never spilled in anybody's seat. I was still contained to my own seat, but I'm not gonna lie, man. It's not fun being 30,000 feet in the air. I don't give a fuck who gets mad. This shit is real shit. It's not fun being 30,000 feet in the middle of the fucking air. You trying to be comfortable. You pay hundreds of dollars for your seat and you got to sit next to Big Shirley smelling like bacon grease spilling over in your fucking sheet. This shit is inconsiderate, bro. I don't give a fuck what you're going through. That shit is inconsiderate. Take care of yourself, man. It's not cute. It's not funny. Waddling all through the fucking plane aisle and shit. Like, fucking bitch, go to the front of the plane. That shit start leaning forward. I don't want to do that shit. Anyways, I'm being an asshole. Not really. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. The FAA sent out uh, a circular two years ago, which addressed the weight and balance. Airlines use a standard average weight to estimate for passengers, but the rising obesity rates in the United States are dictating a review of these estimates. Um surveys of weight by airlines could take place every three years or 36 months they could take place at the gate and would involve at least 15 percent of daily departure passengers uh and would be selected at a random for survey so to put that into perspective they're saying that it can involve 15 percent of daily departure passengers so let's say there's 100 people on the plane right 15 of y'all fat asses might not make it onto the plane if y'all weigh that bitch down that's a lot of people this is this is more it shouldn't have to get to this point but i i wanted to improve my health because honestly like i said i've been in shape most of my life and then when i got bigger i saw how it, like your knees hurt your fucking ankles hurt your legs hurt you fucking you wake up you always groggy i one of the things that i used to hate the most about when i was like in my fattest is like you would eat and like i always felt the need to take a nap afterwards and that was because i was overeating um honestly i don't eat a lot of sugar uh it was just too many carbs and overeating um uh, and then you wake up and you groggy and you feel like shit fucking half your day most your day is gone waking up at 8 9 p.m gotta stream at least for two hours and pretend like i'm putting in work and shit uh I, nowadays i just got much more energy i'm much more happier my skin is glowing bitches love me and shit um <laughs> got a nice cologne and shit like cologne don't hit the same when you fat bro i'm just being real i'm being real. cologne don't hit the same because you got all that fucking neck grease and shit next to your cologne mixing in with the chemistry and shit because like for those of you unaware like one of the the best places to put your cologne is on your pulse points because that's where heat generates and it fucks with the chemistry of the cologne and it makes it it, it accentuates the smell fellas i'm putting you on so you want to put it on the wrist your neck like behind your ears and shit like that on your heart um not too much not too much just a little bit um, but when you have fat ass and you got fucking titty meat and shit, you got fucking sweating. It's just not cool, bro. You smell like bacon, grease, and cologne. Um, I don't know why I said that, but I did. Now what? Um, information would have been kept confidential and out of view of the public. And, uh, so basically they won't, they promise not to embarrass you. Basically what they'll say is they'll pull you to the side and they'll be like, look, look, ma'am, you're a fucking whale. Like, <laughs> but they're not going to get on the intercom and be like, look at this fat motherfucker. You don't have to worry about that. It's going to be confidential. Um, and passengers would also have the ability to opt out of being weighed. Now, what would be the purpose of being opt out of being weighed? Uh, would they still deny you on the flight if you don't, huh, it's like a breathalyzer test or something like that. Hopefully, I don't know. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't be mad at this policy. I would not be mad at this fucking policy. Uh, there's no reason why any person should weigh 300 plus pounds unless you play football or something. Um, you I'm not gonna lie. I was in I was in Publix yesterday, and I was in the aisle, and 
I'm not gonna lie, this big motherfucker on a scooter. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. The fat motherfuckers that be on scooters and shit, just blocking up the aisle, and the shit just irritated them. I don't give a fuck. That has nothing to do with your age. That has nothing to do with like some underlying health issue like like cancer or something like that like you can't control that nobody's ever gonna be mad at that you're just fucking fat and then they're in the aisle looking at the donuts and shit like that on the scooty bike i'm trying to get through and just get to the other side of the fucking aisle so i can get some fucking whole grain oats and make some overnight oats and shit unfortunately that's in the same unfortunately the overnight oats are in the same aisle at Publix as the fucking scooby snacks so this motherfucker on a big on on a big scooty bike and shit playing mario kart just taking up the whole fucking aisle the, the shit is fucking annoying and i don't i don't know why is that normal if anybody watches the video version of this podcast is that normal in other countries i'm tired of motherfuckers playing mario kart in the damn you need to get out the food aisle and you need to go on a walk bro you need to go on a walk it's it's not acceptable whatever i'm done i'm done talking about this next story so just be wary um there might come a chance where you will get weighed on the plane and they they might deny your ass uh oh let me put y'all onto some game let me put y'all onto some game don't act like i always try to put y'all on the game because i know a lot of y'all is content creators and shit like that i always try to put y'all on the game don't act like i didn't tell you a lot of y'all be on sitting on twitter or oh, like an opportunity like an opportunity no it's a lack of action from you YouTube announced they are doing a $100 million fund to reward top YouTube shorts creators over 2021 and 2022. So for those of you unaware, um, YouTube, uh, they just introduced their new platform, YouTube Shorts. If you actually open up the mobile app, there's a tab for it, as well as if you go to people's page, there's an actual shelf for the YouTube Shorts. It's a straight up ripoff of TikTok, Instagram Reels. Uh, they want to get in on the short form content. Uh, when it first came out in beta last year, there was no way to monetize it, but now you can monetize it. Um, so they, they have $100 million sitting in the pot for people to get money with the YouTube Shorts. And I actually suggest y'all use it because the algorithm really anytime a new feature is implemented the algorithm likes to uh promote whatever is new uh so i'd suggest doing that uh and there's a hundred million dollars on the line so don't act like i didn't tell you take advantage of youtube shorts it's the new wild west because uh, youtube is paying people um also another chance for content creators is Spotify launches Frequency, which is a new initiative aimed at amplifying black voices. Once again, all the people that be complaining on Twitter, oh man, the platforms don't ever help black content creators. There's a program Spotify is doing to amplify black voices on their platforms because those of you unaware, Spotify is moving more and more towards promoting podcasts. Um, it's part of the initial wave. Spotify announced naturally several new playlists to set out the role globally. The four new uh, announced playlists. The flagship is This Is Frequency, highlighting new release from among big names and new artists. House Party emphasizing the music of nightlife, ripple effect, which looks to boost artists from underserved genres and regionally popular music or the ranks are unsigned. And Heard You, a podcast playlist that will bring in bigger names who embody the frequency ethos to create uh, guest generated programming um also announced with spotify is raising the frequency ambassador program they will offer a fifty thousand dollars scholarship fund for black college students with aspirations of becoming part of the music or tech industries uh donation matches of twenty five thousand to select community organizations blah 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 they're giving out money for you to create content they're creating playlists to promote this content for black voices how do you sign up for this shit i don't know if you're actually interested fucking oh there it is right there there's a link 
uh this 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 article is on variety.com if you're interested in signing up or getting more info on this shit just google spotify frequency black people some shit like that and you'll find it there's opportunities out there y'all gotta take advantage of them it's not up to people to fucking hand you out this shit because that's entitlement okay and then last but not least uh people always want me to suggest things that uh that I enjoy. So YouTube recently put me the YouTube shout out to the YouTube algorithm. It recently put me on to this YouTuber. His name is Anton Daniels. Um, he's part of quote unquote the man of spirit. I guess I probably got suggested him because I watched Kevin Samuels content. Um, so yeah, the YouTube algorithm suggested me his content. He does a podcast with a bunch of other people, but I don't really watch that. I watched this is his second channel where he just gives his personal take on it, and he's a millionaire, a black millionaire, a businessman. Uh, he creates a lot of really good content on like self improvement because that's the kind of the wave I'm always on improving, uh, developing my mind. And one thing I really like about his content from the videos that I watched is because he's a businessman, uh, he gives practical solutions. Like there was a video I watched from him. He was like five five businesses that you can start today with five thousand dollars or less. Um, He's he's he not only is he he's like the opposite of uh, Gary V. Like I like Gary V's energy and some of the things that he says is true. You got to work hard. You got to work hard. You got you got to eat shit for years. You know what I'm saying? You got to stop going to the club. Like yeah, that shit is true. But a lot of times Gary V doesn't really give practical solutions or he doesn't push people in a, like a proper direction to give them some idea of what to do. He just kind of says general advice. He actually gives practical advice on things that you can do. You may not be interested in him, but he is providing solutions. Um, so if you're interested in that type of stuff, check out his channel. It's called After Hours with Anton Daniels. A-N-T-O-N is how you spell Anton. So Anton Daniels, shout out to him. His content is dope. If you are a man trying to work on improving yourself, which you should always be, because that's how you that's how you get the best women. That's how you get more power. That's how you get more money. Skillshare is a sponsor of this show. The reason being, their vast library of knowledge is helping everyday people like you and I turn small steps into giant leaps. Skillshare offers courses on a wide array of topics from art to photography to video editing, marketing, lifestyle, business, and so much more. I recently took a course by Jessica Kobiasi called Portrait Photography, Shoot and Edit Instagram Worthy Shots. Why? Well, since I do video online content, I'm usually regulated to being in charge of capturing the moment at family and friend functions. They say a picture's worth a thousand words, so I might as well make sure I'm capturing the moment to the best of my ability. And with this course, I was able to learn how to better frame the subject for shots, as well as how to shoot in various environments. There's nothing better than getting better. Accomplishing growth is extremely satisfying. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. And since they're a sponsor of the show, explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash Hokage and get a free trial of premium membership. That's Skillshare.com slash Hokage. So this summer, I'm probably going to be visiting LA and I know LA has a lot of dope hiking trails and I'm sure a lot of you are going to be on the move this summer as well. So my advice to you is take Raycons with you. Whether you're at the gym making major gains or you add work on your lunch break a pair of raycons wireless earbuds in your ear can make all the difference you get crisp powerful beats at half the price of other premium audio brands raycons look great and they feel even better they come in a range of cool colors and with customizable gel tips included for a comfortable in-ear fit and raycons are built to go wherever you go with quick and seamless bluetooth pairing and a compact charging case which by the way that charging case gives you up to 24 hours of battery life so you don't have to ever worry about whether or not your raycons are going to work 
work for that day. Since they're a sponsor of the show, listen, Raycon is offering 15% off all of their products for my listeners. And here's what you got to do to get it. Go to buyraycon.com slash Hokage. There they'll give you 15% off your entire Raycon order. And it's such a good deal. You'll want to grab a pair for you and maybe even a spare for a friend. That's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash Hokage. Buyraycon.com slash Hokage. Rituals get results. You would not skip leg day, would you? It's the same idea if you want better skin, hair, and overall health. That's why Hawthorne has made it easy to build and maintain a personal care ritual that helps you look, smell, and feel your best. Hawthorne is a premium grooming brand that tailors your personal care routine for your unique profile. First, you take their quiz and they ask me things like, how often do you shower? How often do you wash your hair? Do you smoke? What's your drink of choice? It was actually really easy to fill out the quiz. It only took a couple minutes. It was multiple choice. I didn't struggle. And at the end, I got an essentials bundle with all the products tailored to my body type and lifestyle. The products that I got included a lotion, some colognes, which by the way, it comes in set to two for work and play. Uh, I got shampoo that helps thicken my hair. But my favorite thing right now is the lotion, mainly because it's non-greasy and it absorbed very quickly. As soon as I put it on my elbows, I said, ooh, ooh, this the one. And what's also cool is Hawthorne takes the risk out of shopping for personal care by giving you free shipping on your orders and returns. If you don't like your products, they'll even retailer them based on your feedback. And with high quality self-care products tailored specifically to your needs from Hawthorne, looking your best has never been easier. And since they're a sponsor of the show, take Hawthorne's quiz today and get started on your personalized self-care routine by going to hawthorne.co and using promo code Hokage to get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O. Use promo code Hokage at checkout at hawthorne.co, promo code Hokage. Quick stuff, uh, nothing too crazy that I have to talk about, and then I'm gonna get into the questions with you guys. Mass Effect Legendary Edition came out. For those of you unaware, Mass Effect is my favorite game franchise of all time. It's something that I struggle with. I'm not gonna lie, it's something that I struggle with for a while. Uh, my favorite video game of all time for the longest was The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time but I had to bump that down to number two. Ocarina of Time is my second favorite game and the entire Mass Effect original trilogy is my favorite game all the time. Um, but it, you gotta make way for new legends. Um, the remaster of it came out uh, and just to kind of give some impressions on it. Um, I'm very qualified to talk about this, by the way. I beat the original Mass Effect 11 times. So this is my 12th time playing through it. I haven't played Mass Effect two and three. Um, I'm only, I'm still playing Mass Effect one. I'm probably like halfway through it. I've been streaming it at twitch.tv slash the Black Okage. Um, the the remaster looks great let's get something straight it's not a remake it's a remaster meaning they updated the visuals some of the textures a little bit uh they improved the lighting the frame rate as well the resolution um the best way i can describe it is the game looks the way that you think you thought it looked when you were younger if that makes sense i don't know if that makes sense the game looks the way that you probably remember it. But if you go back and play it on the Xbox 360, it doesn't look as good as you probably remember. So that's the best way I can describe it. The lighting has improved, some of the textures. Um, Mass Effect 1 is a little bit janky. The gameplay didn't age as well, um, but it's still fun. Once I, once I got used to the ebb and flow of it, it's still fun to me. The world is still like top tier. The characters in the world, I still don't think there's many games touching fucking Mass Effect. Like. It's one of the few games, like even the chat was like making the jokes, like, yo, I'd never, I'd never seen this man so quiet before. Like I actually sit down and I pay attention and listen to the conversations uh, being had in the game. Um, I can't wait to see how, how it changed from Mass Effect one to two and then three, uh, the gameplay improvements. So if you never played Mass Effect, you get all three games plus all the DLC. It's a shit ton of content. Um, this is the best way to play it. 
it's the best looking version there's also quality of life changes it's not just the way it looks but um the menus on mass effect one they were very convoluted uh they cleaned them up so it's much easier to get into the rpg aspects of it um that like i said they improved the lighting um frame rate some of the controls it's just like small quality of life changes um i think ign did a video on like the top 10 changes that they made in it this is the best version of mass effect the original trilogy um i still think that the original trilogy would have benefited from uh taking the gameplay of mass effect andromeda and mixing it with the story of the original i hope that's what the next mass effect is that they announced what is that mass effect 5 um i'm because we, we don't talk about andromeda but um I'm hoping that's what they do, they, they do with the next one. But if you, it's it's sixty dollars. You get all three games, all the DLC. If you've never played it, uh, I'm pretty sure you're gonna enjoy it. I have a lot of people coming into my Twitch chat saying that like this is my first time playing it. I was young when it came out, and like I've had several people say in my Twitch chat, "I see why you love this franchise." Like I just, I had somebody literally say last night, "I see why you enjoy this franchise." He's like, "I just beat the first game." He's like, "This shit is fucking amazing." Like it has some of the best characters and character development, and each game gameplay wise gets better um so definitely i would recommend I, I i think i can recommend even though i haven't beaten it i think i can recommend it because i've beaten this game so many fucking times i beat mass effect 1 11 times we're going on 12 now and each time i found something new in the game that i didn't see before including this 12th playthrough uh, that's that's how deep the conversation trees are and how much the decision making matters um and then mass effect 2 i think i beat that like four or five times mass effect 3 i think i only beat it twice um because at that point i was in college i didn't have as much time um but still great still great pick it up if you haven't played it already let's talk about a game once again impressions i'm not finished beating it um i'll probably be done beating it by the time you hear this though i played it yesterday for six hours with kai shout out to bliss kai um it's called it takes two it's the new game from the people who made a way out where you had to, it was the co-op game where you had to break out in prison with a friend so they made another co-op game called it takes two and low-key i haven't finished this game we're like 60 percent done we're probably gonna finish it tonight uh low-key this might be one of the best games of the year not that there's a lot of competition in terms of because covid and shit not a lot of game releases but low-key this might be one of the i'm actually thoroughly surprised by this it takes two is the new game for the people who made a way out it's another co-ops it's another co-op game where you get to see both screens you get to see who's playing who you're playing with in your side um the premise of the game is uh you play as two parents a husband and a wife and um you're going through a divorce and you break the news to your daughter and your daughter starts crying and does all this voodoo shit and it turns you into midgets and then you have to solve you have to basically work your way around the house to figure out and solve the mystery of how to make yourself normal again um the more of the story that i'm getting so far because i haven't finished it but the more of the story it seems like is like we need each other uh, it's all about love and relationships and communication and shit like that but the actual gameplay it's a it's a puzzle platformer fire so think of um i don't know think of like mario meets uh like a puzzle game or whatever mario would like puzzles but the puzzles i don't really like puzzles but this is how you know i enjoy the game the puzzles are really good because it's all co-op based like it's it's not like this is the type of game i feel like we needed and i've been saying we need it for a while like co-op game co-op based games that are based around the actual thoughtfulness of the like outriders is a co-op game right the problem with outriders is there's not a lot of thought behind the co-op the outrider co-op and throw uh, i cannot talk today this shit fucking sucks rate this shit five stars the co-op in outriders is basically three friends grouping up and shooting and shit right but there's no thought process behind it all the puzzles and it takes two literally takes both of you to do it and it takes brain power and you both contributing to the puzzle so like 
It's like, I've, I had several people say in my chat last night while I was playing this, that they were happy I was playing it. And like, I had several people say, oh, I play this with my girlfriend. I play this with my wife. It's a it's a, it's a really good bonding experience um, because it requires really great communication. Very thoughtful. The visuals are on point. The platforming is really fun. The level design, the level design is fire. Every level is uh, different than the last, very colorful, has boss fights in it. And then also every level design has different mechanics in a sense that you get different abilities, right? Like the opening level, like one person has a hammer, the other one has a nail. Uh, and you have to figure out how to use that hammer and that nail to traverse the environment together. There's another level that we played last night where um, one person becomes a flaming swordsman and the other one becomes um, like a wizard with ice powers and it becomes like a top-down dungeon crawler like Diablo. Like every level, like I, I love, and it seems like it's a short and sweet game. It's like 10 to 12 hours from my understanding. We played like six yesterday. Um, short and sweet to the point, like I haven't beaten this game, but I'm gonna go ahead and say, pick it up and buy it. It's worth $60. And, it's, and what's really dope too, just like a way out, only one person needs to buy the game. Only one person buys the game and then you get a free invite. You can send that invite to your friend and they can download and play the game with you for totally free. There's no way I can't recommend that. That's pro consumer, um, a way out. And then now it takes two. This developer, I don't know. What's the name of this developer? Let's see. I'm going to search. It takes two. Let's see. It is made by Hazlight Studios. They are becoming one of my favorite studios. So far, they are two for two. Look at the reviews right now on Steam. 10 out of 10 IGN, 9 out of 10 Metacritic, 88%, 97% people said they like this game. Look this game up, bro. This shit, I was sleeping on this game. This shit is fucking fire. I'm not gonna, it's really fun. Um, people in the chat were like, and between me playing Mass Effect and It Takes Two, people in my chat were saying that um, it's nice to see me uh, having fun again playing games because some of these fucking games have been coming out have just been basoda, bro. Just boring. Um, so check out that game. Really dope. It's only 30 bucks too. 30 bucks to get two copies of the game. Come on uh other gaming news the division a new division was announced uh called the division heartland it's currently in closed alpha they called it a beta but i'm pretty sure it's an alpha uh it's gonna be a free-to-play division game some gameplay leaked online i'm gonna save you guys some time shit looks like it fucking sucks uh it it looks it looks like a free-to-play version of the division 2 they were talking about in the article that they have some new exciting things to announce and maybe they do but baby based off the gameplay that i've seen i don't see anything unique about it it looks like the same exact shit i'm not gonna post it because i don't want to get a copyright strike from fucking uh ubisoft but if you hit google and search the division heartland closed beta gameplay you'll find it it's gonna be free to play i think it's gonna be cross play don't quote me on that um currently it's in beta you can sign up on ubisoft's website if you want look out for it um I don't, that's all i had to say look out for it i don't have no high take on it other than it looks meh Ooh. and then last but not least some new there was a new press conference from activision they showed off overwatch 2 new pvp they showed off new pvp changes a new map um i'm gonna be honest once again not impressed uh i'm i'm actually thoroughly unimpressed by overwatch 2 and actually very disappointed because overwatch for those you unaware if you forgot because the game is somewhat still relevant people still play it um it came out in 2016 so 17 18 19 20 21 it's been out for five years we've been waiting five years for overwatch 2 and what did they give us i'm not going to play any gameplay on the screen just go on youtube and search overwatch 2 game it looks exactly like overwatch 1 and when i say that i don't mean just from a gameplay mechanical standpoint but visually visually it doesn't look better it looks like dlc um and then what they just showing off a new map 
they showed off some new mode where you had to push with a robot it looked exactly like the other push the payload mode all right okay instead of a fucking payload now we're pushing with a robot that's pushing a block Ooh, and now it's no longer 6v6 it's 5v5 so people were complaining about that the the two tank meta is gone or something like that you're only gonna have one tank or something like that um here's some uh, gameplay so they improved the ui Ooh. Um, also, another reason is two people who have Overwatch One can play can play with people who have Overwatch Two. What the fuck? What's the point of the second game? Um, the healer UI. Who cares about the UI? Weapons feel more visceral. Who cares? Uh, Overwatch Two will continue to add new heroes, of course. DLC, various character reworks, of course. DLC. Um, Zara has DLC movement. Let's look at this list, bro. There's nothing in this game that's like wow. Like all they need for a sequel is like one or two innovative new features. There's nothing. It's just some character reworks, a new map, and a new game mode. This is a fucking expansion DLC. Charge ten bucks for the expansion and be on. This is not a new game worth sixty dollars. Get the fuck out of here, bro. And now that I remember, another game that looks really disappointing. I didn't put this on the notes. Was um. Some gameplay came out from Arcane for a death loop. I was actually really looking forward to that. And I'm not gonna lie, my uh my excitement for that game has been dampered. I'm still gonna play it because somebody donated for me to play it. But it the best way I can describe Death Loop is it's Hitman meets um meets Dishonored. And I was watching the gameplay, but like with worse graphics. I was watching the gameplay and I was like, why not why didn't they just make Dishonored 3? It dead ass looks like Dishonored 2. Like the animations are exactly the same if you search the gameplay, like the, the killing animations, the jumping animations and shit like that. And like some people in the chat were saying, oh, well, it's made by the same. Well, no shit. It's made by the same studio. That's not an excuse to make the same exact fucking game, because if it was another company, you guys would shit on them. Right. You guys shit on fucking EA for making FIFA and Madden every goddamn year and 2K making the same game. They literally made the same exact fucking game. And I'm supposed to be excited about that shit. The only difference is it looks like the story is not as interesting and it's like time trial based. So it's like Hitman, you got to run through the shit and try to kill people in creative ways. But it looks like it looks like Dishonored DLC. And I'm like, eh, I'll play it. But eh, where's Ratchet and Clank, man? This PS5 is collecting dust. That's all I got on the game notes. Um, Let's move into the question section of the podcast. Before I do, let me get a swig of this motherfucking water. Man. You know how I'm doing. Okay. Before we get into the question section of the podcast, if you never listened to the show, friendly reminder, I always got to give a disclaimer. Um, whenever I do these podcasts, I always put out a tweet saying, hey, I'm about to record a podcast. If you guys have any topics, suggestions or questions, please reply to this tweet. Uh, so make sure to follow me on uh, Twitter at Mr. Underscore. I keep it real so you can you know, catch the next tweet. People reply with their topics, suggestions or questions. And this is me trying to answer their questions to the best of my ability. By no way, shape, or form am I saying my word is law. You do not have to listen to me. You can do whatever the fuck you want with this information. All right. With this disclaimer out of the way, you guys can listen to me blow some snot ASMR. Here we go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, if you're listening to that on your speakers, in your car, something like that, you probably feel violated. I don't give a fuck. Make sure to rate this shit five stars. Um, my sinuses suck. <laughs> Uh, so the first question comes from Justin and he said, just want to say, I've been following your channel for a while. Uh, my question is appreciate it. My question is, uh, at what, what was one point in your career where you actually had to sit back and think about how much growth and success you've had? Keep up the hard work and the dope content. I appreciate it. Uh, moments where I, I, I was like, damn, I've had some level of success. First and foremost, I'm successful by most people's standards. I make more money than 
none of your fucking business most people but anyway no i don't i'm broke um remember my channel's dead <laughs> um fucking what's what to say um but moments where i've had that like that kind of hit me that like i'm doing good in life um I, I one thing one of the key things i notice is like i don't think about things that i buy anymore i kind of just go to the store and i buy shit i don't like when i was younger you know you had to like budget like all right i'm gonna spend like a hundred bucks uh let me put this back none of this over my budget now i just go to the store and i grab shit and then like i don't think about it really until i'm like around like friends like i had that when i was around zaya make sure to check out our podcast uh loosely loosely outlined uh more episodes coming soon but like i had that like when i'm around her sometimes like uh, I just don't think about it. Like uh, something I remember, she said something the other day where she was like, "X, Y, and Z is two hundred dollars." She's like, "I can't afford it." She's like, "That's too much money." I'm like, "I was like two hundred dollars." I was like, "That's a lot of money." And she's like, "Yeah." She's like, "What?" I was, I was like, "Oh." Like, and I don't even be trying to be like an ass. Like, it's just kind of like you get you get used to like a certain lifestyle, basically. Uh, so that's one thing. Like, I don't really think too much about money too much. Uh, other than the only the only times I really think about money is like when it comes to investment, how I'm going to spend my money to make more money, passive income type shit. But in terms of like everyday spending, I don't really think about whether or not I can eat or nothing like that. Or can I pay my rent? That doesn't even cross my mind anymore. Um, so that's one thing. Um, and then, of course, just um, I think it always hits me whenever I hit like conventions. Uh, can't do it now, like over the past year because of COVID. But whenever you go out to like conventions and sit and I get to meet some of y'all and you talk about how I changed your life. Um or how you grew up on me and how I inspired you to do X, Y, and Z. That's always dope to see. Um, because it's one thing to sit in front of the camera and the mic and like talk. It's another thing to actually feel people's energy. And like sometimes I need that. A lot of y'all get on my fucking nerves. But <laughs> it doesn't change the fact that I don't appreciate y'all. I'm a human too. Um, and like sometimes I need to actually like, you know, be with the people and feel their energy. And like I always appreciate that. Um, those are like the only two things I can... Uh, the fact that I can play with money now, the fact that I can just spend thousands of dollars on stocks and 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 flip it and triple and double it, that 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 too, like that that's the only thing I could think of. Uh, I wish I had a better answer, but that's the only thing I think of. Hopefully that answers your question. If not, oh well. See you on the next episode. Um, <laughs> next one comes from Tariq, and he says, "I have plenty of times. I've I've heard you plenty of times refer to having a manager for your business." How do you go about finding one that fits you or is it your Twitch manager that you connect with? Uh, so you get a Twitch, only certain Twitch partners get a Twitch manager. You have like, you have to have like a certain level of clout to get this. I have one, but I'm gonna be honest. I don't even understand why Twitch partners like be hung up because they don't really be doing shit like that. And then the dude, the brand deals that they do bring, they don't really be paying like that. Like I just, I just turned down one, like, cause it doesn't pay. If, if I don't get a certain amount of money, I don't accept that shit. Um, but I do have my own like agent. Yeah. Uh, that handles other business for me and like helping me get other things y'all gonna see y'all gonna see in 2020 2022 um how do you go about getting one i think everybody's story is different so like if you have access to other people that have agents or like managers you should ask them as well to get a better feel because no i don't think one answer is the right answer all i can tell you is from my experience um i i've taken meetings with agents before in the past but never any none of them really None of them really stuck with me. Like none of them really kind of resonated with me. So I remained independent. Like first, first and foremost, I've only had an agent for like six months. I've been independent the last 14 years. Um, but like I was ready to elevate. So I was like, you know, in order to elevate in life, you gotta understand that you don't know everything. 
And every every successful person, contrary to what every fucking rapper says, oh, I got it out the mud, I did it myself. No, nobody does it by themselves. Uh, everybody needs help at some point. Otherwise, you're gonna hit a ceiling. And me personally, I felt like I hit that I hit that ceiling. So in order to gain more access to different situations, I accepted help. Now, how did I get that help? Um, I I did go on the hunt at one point, and I took meetings with like four or five agencies, but none of them really resonated with me. Um, and reason being is I just didn't feel like they really understood my style like a lot of them just be focused too much on numbers i wanted someone to act who actually believed in me um that's the problem you i'm gonna be honest dealing with a lot of these white folks all they care about is numbers oh well your numbers are a little bit uh like yeah but i'm much more influential than you think um i wanted somebody who actually believed in me and help can help me elevate to get to those higher numbers uh so the person that i'm working with he found me um uh, which is the irony he just he just messaged me on instagram he was like yo what's your situation do you have you have an agent do you have management or shit like that and i was like nah um and the only reason i entertained him well, he's like well i'm an agent uh he's like i work for this xyz company um he's like i would love to hop on a phone call with you and maybe discuss um discuss business with you or whatever and the only reason that i even entertained him is because he was black all the other people that i talked to were white i entertained him because he was black and he really seemed like he was kind of pro-black and he wanted to help black content creators um so yeah i hopped on a call with him and we talked we chopped it up i decided to take the risk and try something new and 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 sign with an agent um and from that like it's been nothing but blessings he opens the door for me and i just walk through and not i handle my shit. and i think what i really like and this is this is this is this is why i always say say more to more opportunities would that come across your way don't be so into don't be so quick to dismiss shit. um he has he has helped me uh get like some i'm getting big brand deals that like a lot of your favorite creators who get millions of views are not getting i have a, i have a year-long deal with samsung for those of you unaware because i know a lot of youtube people don't come over and watch me on twitch i have a year-long deal with samsung and it's worth a lot of money um <laughs> and there are people with millions of subscribers who cannot get that shit. and the reason being the reason they fuck with me is um my ability to sell I'm very charismatic on camera. And this is why this is why I encourage people to develop as many skills as possible, right? Um, I'm sorry. Sitting on sitting on camera and screaming at a fucking video game like an idiot for hours on end and then cutting it up into to a playthrough is not really that hard to do. Anybody can do it. That's why a lot of people are doing it nowadays. Um, so develop if you want to be in content creation, develop your own your on camera skills, being able to present um develop your ability to enunciate your charisma your ability to edit to network develop as many skills as possible because it'll open doors and like samsung said the reason they fucked with me is like they love the energy that i brought to the table how i was able to articulate and talk about their products uh versus if you go on other sponsored streams they just have like a banner on the screen they kind of like awkward and shit shit's just like weird but going back to the agent um because I'm, I'm rambling and I'm all over the place. Uh, he was saying, yeah, he was like, he was like pro black. So that was cool with me. Cause there's been, there's been other agents that I've talked to who are white. And like, I've actually brought that up where I'm like, you know, I have a hard time getting my foot in the door with certain situations. Cause certain companies don't want to fuck with black people and all this other shit. I'm like, how are you going to handle that? And, and like, there's all these bullshit ass answers that I didn't like, but he, he seemed like he was very pro black. But then also, um, like I said, he found me um he seemed like he was in good faith because i don't be trusting nobody like i'm gonna be straight up like i don't know if he's gonna listen to this hopefully he don't get mad but uh like we we cool now like i i go as far as to say is like we're friends now but like when i first met him like i made it very clear i said i said bro i said you ain't my friend i forgot what we was talking about <laughs> he said he called me like a friend or some shit like that i was like bro you ain't my fucking friend 
I was like, this is business. Uh, I was like, you can go get me some money. Then we'll talk about friendship. Uh, and like six months later, he's cool. Like we talk about personal stuff sometimes now. Uh, I, I made sure that people understand that like it's strictly business related. Uh, and he was cool with that. He even gave me like a good contract because like their standard contract is like two years. I negotiated to only one year because I was unsure. It, it was it's really hard for me to give up some of my freedom uh, and be locked into like a two year contract and I might not even like it. So like I negotiated for a one year contract. It was cool with that. Like it seemed like he was walking in good faith. He wasn't trying to finesse me and uh, he's made me a lot of good money. So uh, I think the point I'm trying to make is he came to me. Um, he was showing me things that I was interested in that aligned with my personal morals and values. And it was all through the power of manifestation. I think that's what I was getting at. Um, I think I attracted him. Uh, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds really weird, but you get what I'm saying. Um, the law of attraction. I, I believe in that. Uh, you get what you put into the universe, right? So if you put a lot of positive energy into the universe, you're going to get positive energy back. If you put if you work very hard, eventually you will be rewarded. But if you constantly just sit on the internet and talk shit, or you constantly just talk about people in your city and shit, like you're just going to constantly attract negative stuff. Um, I, I, luckily for me, I didn't just sign with the first opportunity that came to me. I think a lot of people do that. I'm a little bit older and I was, I'm gonna be honest. I was comfortable before I signed to an agency, but I'm not gonna lie. They did put me in another tax bracket. Um, so I, like, I guess I was coming from a standpoint. I didn't need the fucking money. Um, and that's why I did the one year deal, but I'm happy I did do it. Um, it's opened up a lot of doors for me. Um, so definitely keep an open mind. I don't even know if I'm answering your question, but definitely keep an open mind because it's open doors for me. And whenever I work with brands, like some of my favorite, I can't tell you who told me this for legal reasons. Uh, you'll see in 2022, but, um, one of my favorite compliments that I got was, so we were supposed to, we were supposed to work for three hours, right? We're, let's say it was hypothetically, it was a shoot. Um, we were supposed to do the shoot for three hours. Um, we ended up getting it done in an hour. And the reason being is I killed the script. It was a script there. I read the script. I came through with my charisma, bing, back, boom. There's a couple things I had to adjust. I listened to them. Long story short, they called my agent and they was like, yo, we really loved working with him. And I was like, I was like, oh, like I, I, I'm very hard on myself, right? I would have gave myself like an 80, 85 tops. I would have gave myself a B the way I perform. But they was like, they called my agent. And they said, yo, we really loved working with him. Not only did we get it done in a third of the time, but they was like, he he listens very well. He's like, he takes directions. Like he's not hard headed. He's open. Um, he's funny and all this other shit. Like that's one of my favorite compliments I got. And then I had said to my agent, I was like, I, I was like, that's one of my favorite compliments I got because um, it goes to show you that it's not all about numbers. Sometimes you just need a fucking opportunity um, to prove yourself. So like that's why I always tell to him, like I'm not looking for no fucking handout. I'm like, just get my foot through the door and I'm gonna do the rest. That's how I be feeling. Um, but in terms of how I started working with him, I attracted him through the law of attraction, just working really hard. He said that he really fucked with my content. Like he studied me and he was, he was a brother. So I gave him a chance. That's kind of how it went. Put in the work. If you put in the work, the universe will see it. When will it happen? I don't know. It may look, it may, one of my favorite, I don't have a lot of, <laughs> that makes it seem like I have favorite Meek Mill quotes, but one of my favorite things I heard Meek Mill say is he said that, um, I look like an overnight success to you, but overnight was 12 years for me. It was 12 years of rapping before I actually got a real check. And it's the same thing. Um, we're now on year 14, going on 15. And it wasn't until year 14, 14 years, it's an overnight success to you, but 14 years to me. Uh, so put in the work.
Don't be worrying about everything else and just focus on yourself. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm tired of talking about this shit. Did I answer your question? Who cares? Five stars, baby. Five stars. Uh, next question comes from Shatter. And he says, with the current movement of people getting into crypto and other investments, what are some of your long-term investment advice or projects that you think of are doable or avoid? I feel like the pandemic really sparked something to people invest. So, A, I'm not a financial advisor. So this is these are just my opinions. For legal reasons, I have to say that. Uh, the only advice I can give, because I don't think I'm like an expert. I've really only seriously been investing maybe the last three or four years. Um, and I just started playing with crypto like this year. I was more into stocks, but I started playing with crypto this year. Um, the only advice I would give is don't spend what you're afraid to lose. Um, if your budget allows for hundred dollars a month to invest in stocks and crypto, go with that because you're not afraid to use it. I say take only invest the money that you spend on stupid shit on stuff that like, let's say you spend money on fucking Jordans every month. You spend $200, put that towards crypto or fucking stocks. Okay. Cause you're not afraid to lose that. You're going to buy it on shoes anyway. Uh, start making, start spending on stuff that you can make with. That's the only thing I would say. Other than that, listen to, um, listen to the money talks podcast, uh, by Siggy guns, money talks podcast, look it up or go to twitch.tv slash Siggy V. Literally this man talks about stocks and crypto every fucking day. I just fucking pulled my damn, but there we go. I pulled my damn, uh, my stud out of my nose. I bumped it. Whoops. Anyways, uh, I put it back in, uh, <laughs> TMI. <laughs> I was about to say, um, yeah, twitch.tv slash He literally talks about the latest crypto and stock news on stream every fucking day. He gives tons of advice. This man has made a lot of fucking money and I get a lot of advice from him as well as several other YouTube channels that I watch. I'm still learning and I'm, I'm not going to put myself out there. So I would actually tell you, go to twitch.tv slash baby, uh, hit him with a follow. That's the homie. Next question comes from Blue Note, and he says, with the upcoming podcast you have with Zaya, he's talking about Loosely Outlined as a new podcast we're working on, new channel coming soon. Um, will you be featuring more black women or women in general in any of your podcast platforms? I appreciate the content. Hope you touch some M soon. True, 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 true. Appreciate that, Blue Note. Um, will I be featuring more black women or women in general? So, hey, here's a fun fact. I don't think I've ever said this on a podcast. Um, I've actually always wanted a woman in the gaming Illuminati. It just never happened for reasons I'm not going to talk about. That's personal stuff. Um, but I always wanted a woman. Uh, to, I always want to do content with a woman, like on a regular, because I know I understand the value of a woman. Um, a, she provides a different perspective, uh, which is attractive to people who like to watch content. And then B, especially if she's fine, you little horny ass motherfuckers are going to show up to watch her. So it's like it's the candy and the medicine. You see what I'm saying? Like um and also you just want to give more exposure to sisters too anyway uh but will i be doing more content with other women sure if it naturally happens uh, i treat content with women the same way i treat content with men like there has to be a natural relationship with her uh with with that with that woman um y'all don't know zaya because i i you might have heard her on my stream like a couple times but like i don't like our our friendship is actually pretty personal uh, like that podcast was pretty like spur of the moment. Like I've known her for six going on seven years. I've known her for almost a decade. And like, that's kind of like been like a off, off Twitch, off YouTube, it's like a real life friendship. And I think it shows 
in the in the podcast if you watch it search loosely outline on my channel if you guys haven't watched this little pilot episode we're gonna be coming out with our own channel like we're almost able to finish each other's sentences and shit a lot of times in the way like people 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 didn't notice it because i noticed in the comments several people said that like you guys even laugh on cue like we know when we're gonna laugh at each other and shit like that so like me and her are like genuine friends but she was never really into like the content creation shit she has an actual day job uh and stuff like that but like we always joked around we should do a podcast because we have like really silly and goofy and interesting conversations and we could do something i want to i don't want to be bound to gaming gaming may be what's my um gaming is my my i don't want to say platform but my um my pillar no it's my foundation gaming is my foundation but i don't ever want to be tied to gaming i want to get into as many things as possible anything that can bring papa a bag I'm interested and I saw the way that people responded to me doing content with a woman like that got way more views than I get on average now I'm like oh there's something here here there's potentially a bag here and we could talk about anything on there and talk about life and relationships and stuff like that and I can actually do it with a woman and get a different perspective and I'm helping somebody else sure why not but am I going out of my way to go find other women no but the same applies to men because I don't want the people think I'm like a woman hater or nothing like that like it has to be a genuine relationship uh and me and her have a genuine friendship the same way i have a genuine friendship with the guys like in gi like to be honest uh the guys in gi don't even really know her like that's just somebody that i met i met her like at a convention like seven years ago and like we always just kind of stayed in touch we play games here and there like but it was like it was a relationship between you see what i'm saying so it seems like probably she came out of left field but i've known her for a while um and we talk every day uh next question comes from dj and he says random question if you were a part of the avatar world would you want to be a bender or a non-bender and at what nation would you want to live in i feel like i answered this on stream but fuck it we'll put it on wax i'd be an airbender reason being is versatility airbenders can move water fire and earth through the wind most people would say they want to be a waterbender and those people can't be trusted. They're sadistic weirdos. And the reason, the number one reason everybody always says, I want to be a waterbender because I can bloodbend. If you have a friend that says they want to be a waterbender to bloodbend, cut them off. You can't trust them. They're school shooters. Shit is weird. Next question. Um, it comes from Tate and he says, have you ever felt that a million things are happening at once? Absolutely. Every day. Uh, I hate to break it to you, Tate. You might not want to hear this, big dog, but uh, your, your story is not unique. Um, charge it to the game. Everybody's going through a million different things, drama, work shit, school shit, relationship shit. Everybody's going through a million things. It's part of life. And to go even further, the men that understand this and accept it and take life by the horns and deal with the shit and adapt are the ones who win in life. Um, I got I, I promise you, I'm not even trying to be an asshole. I got way more problems than you. Uh, if y'all could have seen how much I had to pay in taxes, you would have got depressed. Uh, <laughs> um, so like fucking just understand it's normal. It's fucking normal that you have to deal with a lot of shit. What's not normal is the amount of men that I'm seeing that don't want to deal with what's normal. Just laying in the bed, being sad about every goddamn thing. Like ain't nobody coming to save you, big dog. Ain't nobody coming to save you. So you better get up and get it now because I promise you 20 years from now, shit, five, 10 years from now, you're gonna regret it. And don't be the guy on the block with the fucking Capri shorts and your hat to the side, the OG that all the young kids is making fun of. You know what I'm saying? I mean, where that bitch is at? Where that bitch is at? Don't be that guy, bro. Don't be that guy, man. Get your shit together, work on yourself. Put your, I promise you. Put your head down, focus on yourself for the next five years. And when you put your, when your head comes up, you'll probably be in a much better position in life. The problem is too many of us are focused on 
um, instant gratification. You want to party every fucking weekend, too worried about women. I always tell people all the time, like, I don't even say it to be cool. I don't say this to, because I know, I know red pill content is like popular on YouTube right now, but like inadvertently, I didn't even realize it until like randomly, but like, I've never chased women at any point in my fucking life. I was always involved in athletics during school. I was in various clubs such as leadership club. Um, there's a couple other clubs I was in. I think I was in like a gaming club or some shit like that too. Computer club. Um, I was president of my YMCA like after school. Um, so then like I was always and then I was always involved in things. Right. I always had hobbies. I always kept myself busy and I was always focused on improving myself. I was always in the gym until like after like a certain point where I fell off the horse and now we're back on. So I never really had time for women. And because of that, they always chased me. Uh, so like just focus on yourself whatever the fuck you want out of life whether there's more money women whips and shit put your head down for five years um and look up and I, I i promise you you'll be in a better situation if you are valuing your time you have to value your time stop letting people waste your time people know don't be sitting on the fucking phone with me all day bro stop being on the phone with bitches fucking for two hours at a, that shit is weird nigga i don't give a fuck what and let, it's different if that's your girl if that's your girl okay i get it that's your wife, okay. But like, if you just courting a little shorty, like you just trying to hit, stop being on the phone with bitches till for three, four, five hours a day. You, that's loser shit, bro. Keep that shit short. Fucking 15 to 30 minutes. And even if you don't even got nothing to do, I got something to do. I gotta go work. Please value your time. Cause people will value you more. People know, like, you want a clock with me. Uh, next question comes from. I don't even know if I answered your question. My bad. <laughs> Next question comes from Brandon. He says, do you have any tips for moving? My girl and I want to move to a city together and we've never rented before. All right, bro, Brandon, you might not want to hear this. I feel like I said this on another podcast, but this pertains to you too. Um, you were talking about moving in with a woman and then you're moving to another city on top of that and you've never rented. So A, make sure you got money saved up. Make sure you have a safety net at least three to six months. And then B, I'm going to be honest, you probably don't want to hear this. You can do whatever you want. I would advise you against moving in with a woman. I know you probably love her, but I would advise you against moving in with a woman to another city. Like there's so many, especially with COVID going on and shit. There's so many horror stories that I've seen people breaking up and then they got to live together and it's real, real awkward and shit. But you're talking about moving to another city um, as someone who was in a bad situation the only reason like i didn't have like a mental breakdown because like i went through a breakup like maybe like six months ago uh i have money so i can like i'm i'm most i'm letting y'all know i'm probably gonna move there's like a 95 percent chance i'm gonna move i just gotta get the paperwork straight right um so like for me i didn't have like no mental breakdown because i have the funds to do it but like i don't know your situation like if you're just like an average dude that works a regular nine to five if she fucking cheats on her on cheats on you or you cheat on her or something happens where the relationship breaks up and fucking one moves out and you can't pay the rent and then you're in another city and you don't have a safety net in the sense of like you don't have any family in this new city and shit unless the city's like down the street it's like the next city over that's different but like i don't know it sounds like you move into another state i would advise you against that moving and i'd advise you to get your own place and let your girl come over um i wouldn't play house with no I, if y'all are going to do that, I'll say this much. Y'all should probably commit to each other. If you're going to move to another state in another city to be with a woman uh, and, and show first place you ever rented, you probably should put a ring on it. It gives her reassurance. It gives you reassurance. Um, but if y'all play, if you move into another city to play house, I would advise against that. I wouldn't play house, period. Um, 
the most I would live with a chick is maybe like six months. And then after that, six months to a year. And then like, we had to be in the same city though. And then it's like, all right, what are we doing? Are we getting married? But like, I would never play house with a chick in another city. Uh-uh, dog. I would, I would advise you against that. That could be potentially very di disastrous. Um, next question comes from your name, Wiener? Wiener? I don't know. He says, people have been saying lately that video games are not fun anymore. Why do you think that? I don't know anybody who says video games aren't fun anymore. I think the past year of games have been whack. And that's just because of COVID. Like, there hasn't been a lot of solid game releases. Um, there's still a, a chip shortage. Um, I forgot which part, but there's a part that goes in the Xbox Series X as well as the PS5. And that's and they're having a hard time producing it. Like, um, So that's why there's a shortage on consoles. Uh, and then on top of that, these consoles don't really have any games. You got Ratchet and Clank coming out. If you like Returnal, I didn't really like that game. Um, it's not my cup of tea, but I just feel like it's kind of weak the last year and a half of games. And that's because COVID has slowed down the production of games. Um, but that being said, Apex season Apex season nine is fucking fire. It's one of the best seasons, bro. Um, play that. That shit is fucking free to play. And then I told you, It Takes Two is fire. Play that. The Mass Effect trilogy. If you've never played the Mass Effect trilogy, please play that. You get all the DLC in the remaster. There's games to play. Hit your backlog, dog. Hit your backlog. Maybe your friends are personally tired of games. I don't know. Maybe they play 2K or something. Maybe you need some new friends. Next question comes from Tortoni, and he says, how long should someone wait to start dating after a breakup? So I'm going to guess you just went through a breakup, and you're trying to figure out how long you should wait to start dating again. It's someone who went through a breakup about six months ago. I had read somewhere, because when I was at my lowest, I was reading and shit about relationships and stuff. I read somewhere that on average, psychologically speaking, uh, the average human takes about three months before they're like healed from a breakup. Um, and it was weird. It didn't take me three months, but I will say about month four after the breakup, that's when I noticed I was kind of like, I was at peace with it. Uh, like it is what it is. Uh, so like, I would say at least three or four months before you like, don't be, don't break up with somebody or don't have somebody break up with you. And then you fucking go out and start fucking other chick. Cause like, that was like the first thing my mom said. She was like, don't be going out here and fucking all these bitches and breaking hearts and shit. Cause then you're just going to create more problems and that shit. I ain't going to lie, bro. Like, I wish I can go into detail what happened in my situation. Cause this shit was, I got violated, but I'm going to leave it alone. Um, listen, I'm, at, I'm at peace with it. Uh, I wish I, I was, I was ready to be on demon time. Uh, I, I feel like that's why you're probably asking this question. You were probably ready to be, I was telling my mom, I was like, I'm ready for these hoes. <laughs> Cause like I know, I know what I bring to the table, bro. I got bitches in my fucking DMs. I can pull bitches if I want, bro. But you know, I be trying to be a good dude, bro. Like I'm, I'm too. I be feeling like I'm too busy to be messing with mad women, bro. Um, but like I'm glad that I did listen to my parents. Uh, like they was like, nah, take time and be by yourself. Uh, you need to, you need to sit with yourself. Go have a dinner date with your damn self. Watch a movie by yourself and be it. Learn to be at peace with things because if you don't, you're gonna project that hurt like that. The thing that I learned, like you always, you always hear that phrase, hurt people, hurt people. You hear that shit all the time. But I feel like after my, my last relationship, it really resonated with me because I think that's what happened to me. Someone who was hurt, hurt me basically. Uh, and that shit sucks. And you don't want to end up being that person. And the easiest way to be that person is to go through a breakup and then just go start fucking new people. Uh, you don't take any time to be by yourself and really process what happened, what you could have done better, what they did wrong. You don't develop as a person. You just hop on the next fucking, the next dick or you fuck the next pussy, whatever the fuck you went to. So like I read the average person takes at least three months. I would say around month four is when I was at peace with it. And I think now at like month six, I'm completely fine. Like I'm cool. I'm over it. Um, so take some time to be, be by yourself, bruh. 
don't don't be in a rush to don't be in a rush to love and shit like that uh take the time to heal the next question last one and it comes from chef and he says you come real far in the weight loss journey congratulations i appreciate it what's harder losing weight or maintaining the weight most people will probably tell you that maintaining the weight is the hardest part but for me losing it was harder the reason being is like i like i said i've been i've been athletic so i don't know if i said this on a podcast i know i definitely said it on the stream the reason i started putting on weight wasn't the reason I started putting on weight was because I had got micro fractures in my legs. Uh, I went running for like one day and like my legs just kind of gave out on me. And like, I literally, I was, I think I ran like two or three miles. I just did my morning jog like I normally do. I ran like two or three miles. And then like, I heard something like, like, like snap or whatever. Um, it, was like, it was like a little micro terrors in my bones or whatever. Um, I was in so much fucking pain. My legs swole up. I was in so much pain. I had to limp home. I had to limp home like two miles when I was like crying too. Not like boohoo crying, but you know, I had like tears coming. I was in so much fucking pain and I had to limp home. And this is before like Uber and shit was a thing. Obviously, I didn't have a car out there. I was fucking driving. I mean, I wasn't driving. I was running. So I had to limp my way home, um, crying and shit. And like went to the doctor, fucking, I had micro fractures in my legs where it's like, it's not a full, it's not a full break in the bone, but it's like small little micro breaks in the, in your bone. And if you keep pound, putting a pounding on your leg, you keep working out and shit, eventually it will snap. So the, the only way to really uh, deal with it is just, you know, sit your ass down and let your body heal. So I had to take like a year off and let my body heal and shit. And that shit was really hard for me to deal with because I've been an athlete my entire life. So I just started gaming more, started streaming and making content more, started picking up bad eating habits. Um, you started putting on weight. So that's why I started putting on weight. Um, it was hard for me to lose it because once you had put on the weight, you don't realize how far you you had fallen. Like my feet would be swollen sometimes. Um, losing the weight was hard for me because I was so used to being in shape. When I was trying to get back into shape, I had to deal with long recovery times. Um, your knees be warm. They be hurting sometimes. Fucking your legs be hurting. Your back and your shoulders be hurting. You're fat, bro. Like, <laughs> you're fucking fat. So there was times where like I, I wanted to give up because I wasn't used to that level of soreness. Once you're in shape, there are days like now, there are days where I get sore still. Where like I'll do like a really tough workout, get sore. But I don't get sore as often because once you're in shape, you know, you're just kind of maintaining. I'm not trying to be an Olympic level athlete and shit. Just eat right and work out. Um, but maintaining is not hard for me now, especially because I have motivation to stay in shape. Gotta be camera ready. Um, so like for me, maintaining is not hard and I don't, I don't eat sugary stuff all the time. It was just getting the weight off for me because dealing with those slow recovery times. Uh, but I'm happy I stuck through it. Um, you know what I'm saying? You feel better. I don't care what nobody says. It's always better to wake up in the morning and like what you see in the mirror. I look better. I feel better. Um, shit providing me actual opportunities shit women love it they really love it stamina better you can blow backs about blow backs out longer stronger <laughs> so i would say maintaining it most uh not amazing but i would say losing it most people will tell you maintaining it um but yeah that's all i got on my fucking show notes hopefully you guys enjoyed the show it's actually almost six o'clock i gotta go literally as soon as i'm done recording i gotta go fucking stream with kai i'm about to finish um uh, a way out not a way out fucking it takes two so make sure to follow me on, on uh, Twitch at twitch.tv slash theblackokage. Other than that, I appreciate you guys listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts. That helps me move up the algorithm. Um, if you want to financially support the show, drop a donation. Dollar sign, the Black Hokage 08 is my cash app. Donation can be anything, a dollar, a million dollars. It doesn't matter. I appreciate you. I always thank y'all. 
Um, other than that, I'll holler at y'all later. I'll see you guys on the next episode of Hokage Thoughts. Ah.